Welcome again to another episode of Distry with uh, Kate, the Disney Cicerone, and of course me, Kirk from Walrus Carp. Tonight we are venturing back on another daring journey. Uh, what are we, part two? Part three? Part two? Part two. Part two. Part two. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to be at Pinocchio's daring journey to enjoy just the wonderful dark ride that I didn't know a lot about and was super stoked to do a ton of research. And uh, I have to admit, what you do this to me all the time, so I'm gonna do it to you tonight. I got <laughs> stuff that's before the stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah. like stuff always before stuff the stuff. Before the stuff. Well, yeah. you know how you know what you know what it is. It's real simple. You start researching, and then the researching turns into this rabbit hole, which then turns into uh, you like because you have questions that you want to answered, and then you start answering the questions, and then it just leads to more questions, and then boom, bam, you're million. That's questions. like the story of my everyday life with Disney. <laughs> Like rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole, and so suddenly I'm mm -hmm. like, oh right, I should actually make a TikTok instead of just researching. Like six yeah, but hours. like yeah, but you know, if you didn't research, then you wouldn't have good TikToks, would you? Yeah, and it's I love it. So you yeah. know, it's great. So I would like to take us down the rabbit hole of the creation of the dark ride. Not long. I won't go long. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and then and then I feel like after that we should talk about um, just briefly. Uh, new Fantasyland, like why they had to make New Fantasyland, and then we can hop in the ride. Yeah, and I, I did find another, I don't believe we showed it, of uh, when this attraction was potentially going to be in the Dumbo area. I found like a really cool watercolor, which I don't remember if we showed that last week or not. We were showing a lot of concept art, so yeah. I'll show it anyway. Yeah. All right. Wait, can I, can I take the, let me take the reins? Yes, 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 please. <laughs> I can, yes. All right, perfect. <laughs> All right, so uh, I love, by the way, this is an amazing website. It's called Laugh in the Dark, but it's spelled L-A-F-F in the dark.com. If you are a dark ride, dark ride fan, you probably already know this website. It's very old school. It reminds me of like GeoCities, uh, like way back at the dawn of civilization when it comes to the internet. And uh, it's just basically pictures and, uh, and paragraphs written uh, that they took from uh some really good source documents, and I just love that they've curated it together. It, they haven't updated it since like 1992, and I still love it. It's great. So the creation I of the timeless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> uh, so the birth of the dark ride, or at least the more uh, traditional single rail ride, because you know Pinocchio's daring journey, and the reason why this connects. And almost all of the old school dark rides that started in the, the 50s, 60s, 70s uh, came out of the 20s with this single rail system. And I was desperate to find out how they worked. I just want to know how they like how, how does that thing even move? It's just like sitting there and then boom, they press a button and this thing is rolling. Well, it starts back in my home state of New Jersey with, of all people, a pianist. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so uh, Leon Cassidy, way, way back when he was 19 and studying to be uh, come a pianist, got really, really excited by the concept of carnivals. And in fact, so much so that, and I'm, I'm going to race through some of this, uh, in Millville, New Jersey, uh, they started the development of a company that would eventually become the Pretzel Ride or Pretzel Amusement Company. The oh, yeah. man with the smile rode the pretzel a mile. Great slogan, Mr. Uh, Leon Cassidy. 
think but we, we talked about that when we talked about the haunted mansion we did we did mm -hmm. so so you know in my quest to figure out how on earth this is pre omni mover how on earth these ghost trains or tunnels of love which were the original dark rides uh how are they actually how are they moving around well the pretzel ones it's interesting the name is pretty simple they had ones that were portable so this is actually in a tent uh, and then down below, this is actually the patent for the very first ride vehicles for dark rides, which I think is pretty ding dang cool because on the bottom it shows the single rail system that the ride vehicle actually sits on and it's conductive. There's a negative side and a positive side and it only moves this back uh, rear right wheel, which is pretty sweet. So one wheel will drive uh, the axle and this pretty much is free spinning. Same with this one, which is the guide wheel that keeps it on there, but it is powered. There's a conduit that goes into this this uh, this rail itself. So the rail itself is actually running power to this little electric motor that's on the bottom. But one of the main reasons, there's actually two, that they are called the Pretzel uh, Ride Company or Amusement Company is because if you look at the track layout, which let me bring it back to Pinocchio for a second here. This is uh, the patent for one of the very first uh, track layouts that they did. These could be mobile or they would uh, do them as standalone. But look at Pinocchio. Come on. Oh, wait. Here, we got to get him side by side here. I got the Pinocchio one. Okay, you get out Pinocchio. Look how crazy this is. Hold on. And you may have to mirror yours. Yeah, you may have to mirror yours. I have look, yeah. look at how similar that bad boy is. Right? Comes out of the the here. Can you zoom, just pull yours out just a touch, just a touch, so we can get the the bottom. Yeah, there you go. So you can get the ride sequence. So you can see on Kate's, like that is the start of the loading of Pinocchio, and then yeah, sure, it just bobs and weaves all throughout. One of the oldest ones to created, which is also pretty close to uh, uh, where I grew up, was in Knobles. They have a haunted mansion there that is still one of the the oldest. And if you're a Coney Island fan. Uh, Spookorama, which is still working, is also one of these. And in Wildwood, Dante's Inferno is this same style track layout, which is just, they just kind of weave around really, really quick, and they called them a pretzel because they, they, they bobbed and weaved. But uh, these things were pretty inexpensive. Like, even in the 20s, you could purchase one of these for 1200 bucks. It would come with uh, five to eight ride vehicles. But the other reason why they were called the pretzel is... Uh, when they redesigned the ride vehicles to balance them so they literally wouldn't flip over, literally flip over and launch you onto an electric rail, uh, they would oh, put man. this, it was a 40 pound sheet metal uh, pretzel on the front. So it, was, it wasn't meant to look like a pretzel, uh, but they, <laughs> then, they, then they ended up adorning it. Uh, and they called it the new pretzel. Guaranteed to send them out laughing and not flip them on their heads. So, oh, yeah. And then it shows That's like all so these fun. different all these different parks where they had them and all these portable ones too. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I've always wondered where on earth they created these things. But just, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the bottom of one of these pretzel style attractions. So this front freestanding axle would make a connection with the electric rail and then would turn that back right wheel uh, and then would spin the other one. Just, I don't know. It's, it's the little things in life. I just think it's really cool. I never really knew where dark rides like officially, officially came from. Oh no, my backdrop. 
Did you see my wall? <laughs> don't look at the man. Don't look at that. That's boring. We need like our go live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I hadn't heard of, I kind of knew about the track layout, but I hadn't really heard about the, the vehicle being like the pretzel. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. They, you're taking notes. <laughs> they sell these from time to time too, uh, the ride vehicles, so you can actually purchase them. And if you, if you want to go back to like Omnimover kind of vibes, right? So you have mm -hmm. the original ones kind of looked like the Model T. So they were going for Henry Ford, you know, 1920s makes yeah. sense, right? And then they redesigned them to look like this. But here is one of the portable systems. And then this is another system. This system they actually use in the Haunted Mansion at Knobles. Uh, but I just think it's like these things, they were so cool. I don't know if they show a picture. Yeah, they do. Here, check this out. So this was an advertisement from 1953. These ones were so fancy that, yeah, it would still get guided on that rail system, but they had trip wires that would actually make it spin. So Omnimovers yes. before Omnimovers. Isn't that cool? Oh, All you need are these new rotating cars, and they fit your present pretzel ride. All you got to do is buy new, uh, new cars. Look, more fun, more profit. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> all you need in life apparently <laughs> yeah but yeah bridgeton new jersey which i've been to bridgeton quite often uh for work back in when i was working at flying fish but man i'm like ding dang i should have went to they're they're now defunct the pretzel company no longer exists uh but they made so many different types of attractions they also made uh carousels and merry-go-round style ones that were car based so like wheeled versions yeah. of these and then they well and that's yeah. where they had the like we talked about when we did the Haunted Mansion, that's where they had the pop-up ghosts too. Mm -hmm. They first came out in those rides because when it when the car would ride over something on the floor, it would trigger the the ghost to pop up. So that's where that came from. <laughs> Very yes, like the you've got the Walt Disney World version. <laughs> Why is it so slow in Disney World? They're I'll never so... understand. Dude, and we're losing ghosts. <laughs> Like you want to, we don't have even 999. We lost the mummy. So nine, nine, eight, we lost, uh, the, the, Duchess, the Duchess, the Duke right? and the Duchess. Right. So like nine, 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 seven. What are we doing here? Like how many, how many more do we have to lose? Maybe it's a game they're playing. They're like, let's see how many ghosts we can take away before anyone notices that they're gone. <laughs> I notice every time. Also, by the I way, <laughs> I, I had, I had so much fun. I went with, uh, Cheryl and Ellie rode together, and then myself and uh, Cheryl's aunt, Linda, rode together. But, like, Linda's very quiet. So I, I asked her before we got on the, the ride, like, hey, do you want me to, like, teach you any of the fun history or anything? And she just sat there and didn't respond to me. And I'm like, Linda, what am I supposed to do? So I was, like, real quiet. And then occasionally she would, like, perk up and be like, wait, what was that? And then I'd repeat it, right? And then she would be silent again. And I was like, I don't know if she's liking this at all. Taking it all in, and then, and then or terrified. We, Either way. And then when we got off the ride, she was like, "That was really fun." And I was like, "I didn't. I until right now, I had no idea if you were enjoying yourself." That's so awkward. Linda, cat. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kathy, right here. Just I don't know if you remember this video with that little boy. Linda, Linda, listen, listen, Linda, Linda, listen. <laughs> if you have not seen this video, I have to send it to you. It's so. Oh. I don't think I've yeah. seen that one. Oh my gosh. And by the way, we went to Fort Wilderness and we drove around with golf carts to see all the Halloween decorations. I know you've never done that. It is like yeah. top, like 
top 10 things to do uh, during Halloween times is find somebody who has a golf cart and go check it out. Yeah, that's, I've heard that that's, and Christmas too, right? They decorate them during Christmas. They de Oh my gosh. And some of these people will uh, purchase sites right next to them just to have more decorations, like completely <laughs> empty sites. And it's not exactly cheap. Like the cheap cheapest, no. no, it's like, it's like $70 for a tent site, but these are RV sites that are almost 300 plus per oh night, gosh. which yeah, yeah. And there's people, they had to put in a time. Fort Wilderness is built different. They had to put in a time window. The people at Fort Wilderness want to stay there more than a month at 300 plus so they had to put in a time wow. limit to kick people out because people were staying there for like six months at a time like living uh, there yeah Does i don't know well i mean i it's guess if you had an rv like i don't know but that's a lot of money yeah i mean that's like ridiculous retirement plan yeah i guess <laughs> like, i guess it's insane <laughs> it's insane yeah i'm i'm excited i'll put them up on youtube so all right that's that's all i got about the pretzel ride system i just thought it was really cool that's really fun um so let's talk a little bit about um, the new Fantasyland that opened in May 25th of 1983. But before it opened, they, why, did, why did it open? Why did they have to make a new Fantasyland? And this is uh, really quite interesting. I was reading, I have this um, wonderful book. Let me make sure you guys can see this. Um, this is one of my favorite Disney reads for Disneyland specifically. It's called The Disneyland Story by Sam Genoway. Um, and it's a couple of years old now, so it doesn't go towards like the last couple of years that aren't in here, but it's, it's one of the best well-researched Disney, Disneyland reads. So in here they have, um, a little, uh, interview with Tony Baxter, um, or just a synopsis of it. And he says, you know, why did they have to do it? Well, Fantasyland, so Fantasyland, when it was originally built, we kind of talked about this in the last episode, it was a, um, it was built by filmmakers people are using used to use making film props so everything was kind of temporary in that way even though they tried to make it more not temporary <laughs> more permanent i guess would be the word i'm looking for um but they you know it, it after like 30 years things were starting to not yeah, got ratty right. yeah and so it was most of it was made out of fiberboard which is like you know very inexpensive to build with but it was all then covered with layers of paint and by that by 30 years later they said like the fireboard was mostly disintegrating and it was just kind of held together by paint like a lot of these rides so um they uh they said one of the things i love about it is they said that the flats inside the rides had to be repainted so often they didn't even resemble the characters they were trying to portray in snow white they even discovered that the sign said to the witch's cottage and the dwarves castle so somebody just so <laughs> let me uh to put some uh, a little bit of context, this is fiberboard. If you have purchased anything from like IKEA, it's like pressed plywood. So imagine a bunch of wood pulp scraps that's usually laminated on the outside is being painted. So like this stuff has no structural real integrity. It's just very simple and put together and very affordable. Very affordable. Yeah. Which is why they chose to build with it because it was just it just made sense. They didn't have a lot of money to build uh, the original Fantasyland. So. Um, the it's interesting because the common knowledge among disney history fans is that the the new fantasy they built in new fantasy land they built in 1983 was the one that walt originally wanted to make but couldn't because he didn't have enough money now that's not exactly true <laughs> so i found a quote from tony baxter and he said um we had kind of made those things up 
all about how Walt wanted the original Fantasyland to be richer, we assumed that stuff was true. We knew how much Walt really liked Storybook Land. We knew he liked the old world look of that ride. And much of the castle courtyard area with Merlin's Magic Shop and Tinkerbell Toy Shop and so forth had a little of that look. So it was kind of, we always say Disney, Disney people are storytellers. So this was a story that was just kind of woven out of some truth. You know, the Walt did love those, that look of those things. But is that what he originally intended for Fantasyland? Well, Tony Baxter says the Imagineers kind of made that up. So interesting um, kind of debunked popular history culture there so Walt wanted everything and we believe all of it so believe all of it yes <laughs> he's he's such like a it's so funny right because like there there is such a a monumental like I, I don't know just like he's larger than life right yeah cannot do any wrong and also everybody is seeing me look off to the side and they're wondering why it's because uh the cat is over here say hi Kiki <laughs> Kiko you're on the internet <laughs> oh, perfect. Well done. Well wow. done. That was right the on command. Yeah, she was perfect. She is well-trained. <laughs> she's, she's ready for her close-up. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot of myth um, and lore and legend when it comes to Walt Disney. And so I think it's always really important that we try as much as we can to think of what did he actually say? What did he actually write down? What did he mean? Like, go to the primary sources because it's it's very easy to spin the stories. And, you know, I do love, I love some of the stories. And some of the stories are great. But some of the stories aren't true. There's a lot of quotes that are attributed to Walt Disney that he actually never said. It was people on his team that said. But then they, somewhere along the line, people just assumed it was him that said it. Did he, did he, all right, two things. I'm going to ask you two things right now, and you got to just lay it to me straight. One, okay. did he say it all started with the mouse? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Um, I'm not sure. I okay, okay, that. fair enough. Because I feel like that, maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like that one's, I feel like that one's suspect. Yeah. And then, number two, please tell me he went down with a robe and drank orange juice. I really oh, hope did. that one's true. Okay. That one really, he did. He really okay. did do that. I, I wish there was. was I wish there was like a, a like a picture of him, and he's like, you know. No, no, no. that one was um, from the biography with Bob Thomas, um, who knew okay. Walt Disney personally and hung out with him all the time. So he trust his trust his uh, biography is really well researched, and, and he knew him. So you yeah. know, just making stuff up, you know. <laughs> But. He loved to uh, he loved uh, uh, to wake up in the morning and uh, <laughs> make up stuff. Um, okay, so for New Fantasyland, then um, so things were not looking. I'm bringing us back on track here. So um, things did not uh, were just falling apart by the 1980s, and they're just like actually late 70s. They were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. So. Um, they came up with that, this idea that they were just going to kind of have to tear down anything that was falling apart and remake it. Um, and I do love this quote from Tony Baxter. He said, the hardest thing for me was not the designing of the new fantasy land, but being there the day they tore down the original. Um, said, we came in after the bulldozers were gone that day. And I remember looking at the Fantasyland theater and the Snow White building, the mural had been ripped off in shreds. There were pieces of the frightening trees from inside lying on the ground. The theater's two big Mickey signs were lying there and the strings of twinkle lights were down on the ground. They had fallen too. And as the group stood stunned, suddenly and unexpectedly, the strand of lights flickered on. 
Baxter thought to himself, oh my God, what have we done? He realized we knew it was too late to stop. We were committed. And if anything at the park was pure Walt, it was Fantasyland. Makes me sad. <laughs> it's like they had to They're do not it. museums, Kate. Hard. Yeah. They're not museums. It's tough but, though. Cause it's like, there's so much yeah. nostalgia, right? Like right now people are freaking out because Mr. Toad has a popcorn bucket coming out and people are losing their minds over it because guess what? We love the history of when we were kids, you know? But then there's like a bunch of people who are like, yo, why is there like a frog in a, in a car? Like, why are we, why do we care about a frog car? Like there's all those people, all those people make me like, it's like perfect. You guys are crazy. You like that frog car, like frog car. What is that? It just hurts. It's so, it hurts. Sure, there's so many people who have no idea that that ever existed or will ever exist. My kids only know because I've shown them uh, the short. So they had no idea yeah. that um, yeah. that was yeah. a thing. Well, um, so in this um, amazing document that I found online is all of the, the work specs really for taking apart Fantasyland and rebuilding it into something new. Yep. which I think is just incredible to read through. Um, it's like 157 pages, so it's a it's a long read. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, if you look at the phases, so hang on, I'm just going to flip this. and. Yeah, Jazzy, I think there is audio like, of that, and that's why I'm questioning myself. Each, each one of the phases, uh, so like I'll give you a graphical representation. So they talk about specific areas, and then they go in to say exactly what they'll physically be constructing. And like the major elements, the ground level of the restaurant is supposed to be styled similar to the P Pinocchio Village House in Walt Disney World. It'll contain approximately 10,000 square feet. Like it's very well detailed and really, really interesting. And then the pictures yeah. are horrible. Like, are these, were they in yeah. color? It's like the worst Xerox copies I ever. I think it was but black and white. Probably I bet. At that point. It's I bet. Yeah. I know. But I, but I did really like how just. Once you actually get to the, the rides itself, so like here's how Pinocchio's starts. The Pinocchio ride project description. You can Scope tell where level it was one. Like laying, it was laying against the ink from the other side because there's oh, like yeah. bleed through on that page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bleed through, and remember I, I was pointing out that not all of the lines uh, are even. Like some of them go off the page, like over here. So clearly somebody's doing this with pencil. There it is. 400 yeah. feet of cables and computer <laughs> like what does that even mean well so before we hop right into pinocchio of say just to give you an overview of the, some of the things that they kind of changed in new fantasy land um they they did a lot of things where they wanted to save the chicken and sea pirate ship which some of you have heard me talk about before they tried to, they were going to lift it and move it to a new location, but then they realized it was like termites had gotten to it and it was completely rotten through. And so they had to just destroy it. And then they had plans to like remake a smaller one and like make it into a juice bar. And that just, the plans just didn't pan out for that. But, um, so they had planned to move the pirate ship. Then they moved Dumbo to where the pirate ship was. So where Dumbo is currently, which is in the, behind the carousel, they were gonna move Dumbo there. And then they moved the carousel back. I want to say it's 20 feet. I'd have to look. Um, I'd have to look it up. They moved the carousel back because it was a known congestion point. 
going through the castle and then like the, the carousel was right there. So it was like very hard for them to get to get around. So for traffic, they moved it back and then they were going to add, oh gosh, I don't know where the photo is. Um, there's in here somewhere, there's like a grassy like knoll that they were going to make um, that was like, going to be round. But between the carousel and the castle, they were going to put like a little. And so that kind of evolved. If you look at Disneyland today, it's now just kind of like this planter that has the sword and the stone on it. Um, that's evolved out of that I, that concept for a grassy knoll. So that was going to be there. Um, and then uh, they relocated the teacups uh, because those were kind of where the, ca the carousel is now. They relocated them over near where Alice in Wonderland is so they could make, create a whole Alice um, area. So those are like the main pieces of what they moved. But then the biggest thing that they did was they got rid of the Fantasyland Theater and they put in Pinocchio and a restaurant and a very small shop, 350 square feet, I think it said in this document, very tiny little <laughs> gift shop. So that's just kind of a very quick overview of what they did when they made New Fantasyland. They also changed it from a um, medieval castle theme like Disney World still has to this more uh, modern, not modern, this different, this more Bavarian village feel that came from like the storybook land canal boat. So they just changed the theming of the area. I love that look too. And in comparison to, I'm gonna just show this picture real quick of this one concept art, I which- I guess it's modern. I, I guess it's modern compared to medieval. I don't know. Bavarian yeah, like I, I, <laughs> I, th I think about that, like what if it looked <laughs> like this? This was one of the potential looks if it was going to be Dumbo area themed, you know, I mean, I don't know. That just doesn't make any sense. Dumbo's circus land. It was going to be a yeah. whole themed area with Dumbo, which we talked about in our previous episode. But yeah, that's Yeah, I'm, that's I'm very, I'm very happy it doesn't look like that. It looks yeah, so much prettier. Circus tinty look. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the scene in like um, Robin Hood, you know, like the, mm -hmm. the, the elephants that charge. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Sure. You know, sure we the do. Archery tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, where's my Disney nerds at? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love that film, so I'm, I'm with you. So, um, here we go. We're outside. Can we actually? Can we start talking about the actual? <laughs> yes. It's like the the show before the show. <laughs> show before the show. So I'm on I'm on Disneyland's website. Uh, so this is coming directly off that. Relive the classic adventures of the wooden puppet who dreamed of becoming a real boy. Hop aboard a woodcarver's cart at the Stromboli Puppet Theater, where Pinocchio is singing and dancing in a festive marionette show. Escape the clutches of the nefarious puppet master Stromboli with help of the kind-hearted Blue Fairy. Follow the boy puppet as he ventures to the ominous Pleasure Island against the warnings of his loyal friend, Jiminy Cricket. When they make their escape to sea, a new danger awaits. Mighty Monstro the Whale. Will Pinocchio find his way back to his maker, Geppetto, and become a real boy? Hmm. Great question. <laughs> Will we? Well, and they have that in the um, the work copy here we have for, the, for Disneyland. Um, and they, gosh, where is it? They have the description of the ride at the beginning. I'm missing it. I scrolled too far. There's like a million pages of this. I'm in Pleasure Island. I gotta go. Moving back. Just keep swimming. Just keep Gosh. swimming. Okay. It says, uh, description of attraction. So, um, the Pinocchio ride and show is a journey through the fairy tale land of one of Walt Disney's most beloved characters, Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket, Geppetto, Gideon, and Fal Fal 
Fowl Fellow come to life through the magic of audio animatronics. So, and the coachman, and we see the coachman. Yeah, so that's here. I don't know if you can see that, but it's so cool. It's, yeah, I love I love the just the written out descriptions of everything. I actually found a really good website too that takes us uh, pictorially through the attraction. Uh, rather than using YouTube stills and having to kind of play through it. So I have a lot to pull from. Well, and you, um, you might have remembered from the previous episode, if we're outside Pinocchio, which we'll go in real quickly here. Um, if you have that other photo, Kirk. I'll oh, yeah. Yeah, let me, get, let, me get that, let me get that photo for you, Kate. <laughs> let me just get that photo. This is literally, this is my life, everybody. <laughs> this is my life. I... You need this, a closet, Kirk. I need a I, fundraise for a closet. For we you. don't have a closet here. I can't use the garage. I can use maybe a bathroom. Expand your spice cabinet. <laughs> Normally it's fine because like I'm like in the kitchen, it's fine. But not tonight. Everybody wants to watch the World Series. I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. Let me just sit out here like a goober and have a giant banner hit me in the head. All right, what do you need a photo of? Uh, the outside. Because we're going to show this one again. So. Oh, ding dang it, really? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I just dumped it. All right, hang on. Give me one second. Uh, so remember, we talked about how this is inspired by, uh, this is Gustav Tengrens. Uh, he's a Swedish illustrator who is an art designer for Snow White and Pinocchio, among a lot of other art projects. Also did the golden little golden books for uh, Pokey Little Puppy and uh, the Shy Little Kitten. So if you remember any of those. He also illustrated those, but this is where we get the outside look of this, which is interesting because it's like Stromboli Plaza, I think is what this is. Um, Coincidentally, Pinocchio Village House doesn't sell Strombolis. Isn't that kind of weird? Where, which one are you at? <laughs> what do you mean? The same one. That's not. That's this not isn't. It. This isn't yours. No. Where am I at? What is this? Oh, this is Tokyo. Look at that. Tokyo. I was like, that's not it. <laughs> I got it. I had the other one open, and then now I'm now I'm in a mess. I know. I should have warned you. No, it's. I, I thought we were actually going inside an attraction for once. We we're gonna go in. We're just doing this. Sure. I promise. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let me. Get... Hi, diddly d. I promise I'll find it. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Whatever. This is good enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> very professional here you can see the heart design there in that one and the little guys on the top um so it was you... very, it's taken directly from this concept art so thank you for finding that oh here you go here you go okay. here you go okay it's better <laughs> we got to communicate better we'll work on it but <laughs> <laughs> even the slope of the roof and everything it's like it's definitely taken right from that concept art. oh yeah i mean it looks yeah, it looks exactly the same. It's cool. So let's. Shall we go in? Let's go in. Uh, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> so when you enter in Pinocchio, the very first thing that you see is um, a. Sorry, I was reading the scene description of this. Um, the very first thing you see is not that you actually see a little puppet theater in the um, entryway. Like, are you talking? Are we like talking about this section? Like, I need to go one further so that you can see you this. Gotta go back a little bit. You want to so see it's this? In nope. Back further. So when you first walk in, I know. Sorry. You actually see um, this. Yeah, I got it. 
um, if you look up, there's a little curtain. Oh, that's cool. Like that's where is that? So like I that's see the, the second floor very... area. Is it? It you got to remember I've ridden this once and I have no concept yeah, of where anything is. Yeah, it's when you walk in. It's like over in here. After you walk in, it's in the doorway. If you turn around and you look up, you'll see this little curtain and uh, the chandelier, which is of course the because you're walking into the puppet theater. So it's setting the the scene. And then they have this. Um, this I think is funny because this has actually changed over the years. Like, look how nice he looks in this. He's so benevolent. <laughs> yeah, well, he's but a cheery look, guy. Pinocchio. Well, <laughs> but look at what it is in the actual movie. Really different. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'd much. Well, you know what? Honestly, which one would you rather go to? I'd rather go to that one because I don't know what that dude's doing, but I'm in. How many uh, wooden nickels does it take to get in there? It's a little little scandalous too. So it's in, you know, and they oh, did yeah. have one. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even look below. Yeah. There's someone that's closer to that um, that they used to have, and then they replaced it with this one more recently. So um, it's slightly less scandalous, I guess. Um, so that that all sets the what? scene for you're going into the puppet show, and it's all very bright. There's incandescent lighting. It's um, it's all you know, kind of bright and cheery and happy. Um, and even on the scene description, they say the music track, it says, actually it tells you the music track they're using and it says an actor's life for me. That's what they use in the beginning there. Hi, diddly D. We're chilling with the Cicerone me. for Disney. <laughs> oh, crazy, you write... it's like those monkeys that clap the cymbals, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have some gripes with this attraction in terms of how they uh, selected the order. The order bothers me of this attraction. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just watching you fight with the curtain. The Great Stromboli! <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Talking about putting on a show. Okay. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I don't distracted. know. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, let's let's start going through the attraction. I mean, we're we're on the outside right now. We we've passed the facade. We're well, in the, the queue. Inside. We're in the queue. I know. I'm just yeah. I'm just queuing everybody up through the facade in the queue. We saw the theater behind us because everyone turns behind us and looks at a chandelier and a theater, and uh, and of course it's now that brings us to. That's, of course, this brings us to uh, right about to, to go on a ride vehicle, but we're not on a ride vehicle yet. Yeah. So one of the things that was characteristic of all these dark rides in Fantasyland was Walt wanted there to be murals that would basically tell the whole story of the ride. It was a preview of what's to come, a coming attraction, if you will. So just like we had, remember, for the entry tunnels to Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, you see all of the attraction posters, same kind of concept. It is a preview of coming attractions. Um, so it ties back to the whole film and animation industry there. So um, that is what they did in 1980s to stay true to the design of all of the rest of the rides in the area that all had murals, is they created one for Pinocchio as well. So there, the there. mural of the story, we have the coachman, we have, uh, what's what's his middle name? John Worthington? 
Wor- Hang on. What is his last he's, he's got a middle name. I never knew. John Worthington, foul fellow. And, uh, and and Gideon. John Worthington Foulfellow. Yeah, who's a fox, a sly fox, which makes sense. And then, of course, Gideon, a cat. Uh, and then the coachman who uh, likes to sell kids into, uh, you know, islands that turn them into donkeys. So. Yeah, stand-up. Stand-up guy. Well, he is standing, so I get what you mean. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so this says... Um, the Pinocchio, let me see, this is in the load and unload area. So this is from, um, same, I'm just going to read this from here. Pinocchio mm-hmm. ride entrance facade is scenically painted to resemble the roads, cottages, and shops of the little puppet's tiny fairy tale village. On a cobblestone road, a gullible Pinocchio is being lured away from school by the temptations offered by, from Honest John Foulfellow Gideon, spelled wrong, which drives me nuts, and the diabolical coachman. And then it says, for set description, it says the set consists of a dimensionally constructed entrance and exit way. The facade at the entrance to the show building will be two stories high. And then there will be scenic painting in the facade depicting a hamlet in which Pinocchio resides, as well as the entrance to Pleasure Island. The mural will be done on muslin, measuring 540 feet. So it's it's painted on muslin. It's really interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I, I wonder why. Maybe for applications purposes, because it's easier to apply once it's done versus just painting directly. I don't know. Well, I feel like they did it on muslin for the big painting that was done by Bill Justice that used to be in Walt Disney World. Remember in the um, Where You Meet Nikki now? What's it called? The Town Square Theater. Um, there used to be a huge giant mural there by Bill Justice that I'm pretty sure was also painted on muslin. So I think this was a technique that was done um, a lot of the time in this era. So I don't know if they still do that. That's an interesting thing to know. Yeah. They must treat it with something. Yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. Scotch guard. Scotch guard. Yeah, with all the guests. At least they're not spitting on this one as much. But I don't know. Maybe they do. Well, I don't know. I, they'd be like, the coachman. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Oh, so gross. It really creeps me out. How much How much for you to sit in that demon chair? <laughs> or would you do it it's anyway? Not, yeah, it's not the demon chair that would give me. It's like the knowing, knowing the space. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well. No. Um, they did say, um, since we're kind of in the load area, I love on here, it says that the number of vehicles they have is 12 plus four spares, which, you know, when we went on that behind-the-scenes tour for the Keys of the Kingdom, we saw the spare vehicles for pirates and, what, Aladdin? Mm-hmm. What else did we see? We saw a couple of different spare The vehicles. pirates ones were huge. I didn't realize, like, when you take those boats out, it's insane how big they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, my yeah. God. And they had them, and they had them uh, stacked almost as if, uh, if you've ever seen a tractor-trailer carrying multiple uh, cars on it with the two yeah. floors. That's how it was, it was like stacked one on top of another on this like metal scaffolding. And I was just like, so, like they literally probably go in there with forklifts, pick them up, put them down. It's interesting to me that they're just like out in the elements too. They're just outside. Oh, I know, I know all about <laughs> like, out in the elements yeah. and outside. It's <laughs> just gonna yank this thing down in like 20 seconds. You need some like duct tape or something. Just like tape it on this. <laughs> Okay, so moving forward. Uh, <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> there is some specs here for the load area too. Um, this says that the road show slash the road ride slash show trip time is two minutes and 22 seconds. But it says the road show cycle time is two minutes and 51 seconds. I love that. So, uh, just, just to put things in perspective, I and mean, I'm not sure if Disney does this, but I've been noticing at Bush Gardens when they do roller coasters, they actually list for their ride attendants their load cycle time when a train enters a station. And it'll show, and then you know exactly how long they're supposed to be loading and unloading because it goes from green numbers as is counting up to red numbers. So you're like, oh man, they're like over time. So I know that stuff like is things that we don't really think about that much as, uh, as just like guests at a park, but ride occupancy is one of the most important things. And the reason why we've gotten so many of these Omni mover style attractions because their capacity is so high here at Pinocchio though, capacity, not all that high. It's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. No, but nobody's on it. Nobody rides no. it. Like I, it bothers me it's that you guys have kids. God, Stop. It is. It's scary for kids. It is. Do, it's now a scary is ride. now I mean, is. I, I still put my kids on it, but is, it's scary for littles. Is Snow White considered way. scary now that it got refurbed to be like brighter and nicer? Is it still considered scary? I don't think scary? people think it's as scary as it was. No, it's it just was for a long time when it was the Scary Adventures version. Yeah, and that ride literally was legitimately scary. Um, mm -hmm. Not. Not if you're like into horror films and stuff, but for the, your average person, especially your average child, it probably it was really scary. So, um, so the the question then is, is there a long wait for Snow White when you're there or not? Yeah, now there is. Yes, because it got refurbed. Yeah, there got never it. was before. It was mm -hmm. like always a walk on, which is it's funny because when I make posts about it, people always say. That was the first ride I went on at Disney, and it I, terrified me. And I was like, the reason it was always the first ride they went on was because it was people who went to the park, probably didn't know that much about any of the rides, and they said, this one doesn't have a weight, and they went on it. And I think that's that's just historically what happened for a very long time with Snow White. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. So, but, this, but no, Pinocchio, I think that's why it doesn't have as long a wait. It's, and it's also just, you know, I, I think it's... The story is kind of creepy, so, you know. Ride challenge, ride Pinocchio's daring journey all day long. How many laps can you do, Kate? <laughs> I feel like I feel like you can get in at least 110. Probably could. I bet they wouldn't even take you off. They'd probably no. be like, just go, just please go. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I would. <laughs> There's a lot of rides I would ride over and over again. I'll have to think on it. Mm. Um, there was, gosh, what was I going to say? There's something about the loading area. It was interesting to see in all of that, the cars. Now, we talked about how they were originally thinking about making them into toys instead of these cars. But in this whole work draft from WED, it talks about how they were going to make them like the Snow White vehicles. And they really are very similar to the Snow White vehicles, um, just with their, their wood carving details are different. Um, and they were going to make 18 of them, and it sounds like they ended up only making 16. So something happened there to change that. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. So if we're talking about Pinocchio, um, I have a really great, great quote from Tony Baxter. He says, rides like Pinocchio's daring journey play on childhood fears, such as the loss of a parent and the joys that follow a reunion. 
a lot of Disney films use the security versus insecurity contrast. So that's one of the themes of this ride is security versus insecurity, um, joy that follows a loss, you know, or almost loss. It's uh, right versus wrong, obvious one, um, integrity, honesty, and trust, doing the right thing. There's a lot of human experience, um, dreaming, wishing for something, hoping for something, uh, longing. There's, there's, I feel like this ride has so much human experience in it that that's what makes people a little bit more uncomfortable to ride it, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, my biggest problem, and I've talked to my therapist about it, is I really fear giant whale mouths. So that's really been, uh, I'm working on it. I really am. I really, it, oh, see? I, now I got to go Sorry. back. I, you set me back Trigger months. Warning. Sorry. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> oh, dumb and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah i, Dude, I mean honestly kate, can i i'm just gonna say this right now kate we're not even getting on the ride yet oh boy did i really jammy jam us i'm sorry everybody i'm sorry okay. we're gonna be here for at least another we're, two weeks we're like in be the okay car. with it i feel like i feel like we have enough time to do like don't don't no you no. can show you can show the first like where we're going but we can't we can't get in we can't get into the first scene and I feel like no. we'll get well, through half the ride, maybe. Yeah, okay. Well, there's so much. There's so much information. Did you, um, did you see this ticket booth? I, I don't know if you mentioned anything about it, but it, I just think it's really cool because it does show a Stromboli, uh, two Stromboli uh, ride posters, or not ride, but theater posters. One with the marionette uh, Dutch girl with her little wooden shoes, her little clogs, and then, of course... Pinocchio himself down there on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have to, you have, I guess you have to give yeah. your ticket. Yeah. You have to, I guess you're, this is like a ticket booth or you're, you're either purchasing or redeem your tickets because, uh, right on after this. And remember, uh, Kate had mentioned that there, this is two stories. So you can actually see it a little bit better that there is like a little balcony up here. Yeah. And there's, um, yep. That's, that's just what I was about to show. Yep. The puppet theater. And then, so I think we can do before we actually go into the doors. I think we've got time for that because that's really short. So mm -hmm. they have um, the, oh my gosh, I don't have a picture of it. Where is it? So they have the dolls kind of dancing is one of the first things you see. And this is all part of that scene that they're setting. Thank you. Of um, you're going into the puppet show and it's happy and he's dancing. And it's actor's life for me. Hi, diddly D. An actor's life for me. <laughs> We're talking about history. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know anything. So, oh no, I just hit the wrong button. Um, look at the coloration of this theater, right? And look at how Stromboli looks. Tell me that's not foreshadowing of uh, a menacing, you know, you have this dark overtone. He looks very demonic or satanic up at the top he is not a pleasant dude in stromboli's theater yeah and it um i think i have in this it does talk about this a little bit um stromboli's theater 
Having been lured away from school with visions of a grand life in the theater, Pinocchio is found to be happily acting and singing with other puppets on stage. Pinocchio, however, is unaware that Foul Fellow has actually sold him to Stromboli and he will not be allowed to go home to Geppetto after the performance. Guests travel through each scene, sending, seeing it as, though through the eyes of Pinocchio, they are constantly presented with choices to make as to whether they should take the easy road or the right road. So that's what this scene is setting up right here. And that's what this is from the original Disneyland work copy. I will, from I will just foreshadow, if you take the wrong road, this is what you have coming to you. Yeah. Stromboli yeah, lock will get you up. So they said the projection and lighting effects in here is incandescent lighting and quote unquote stage lighting. And um, they talk about the, the puppets that are moving. Pinocchio and the Dutch girl and the can-can puppet. That's what they call them. So really fascinating details on here for all of that. Um, but that's that first scene and then things really turn, take a turn. So you had the, the track layout. Yeah, what do you, do you, here was the track layout. So we had rolled into basically the beginning section. We just, we took this curve, took this curve Stromboli's back here. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> which, what is it saying? Dee, 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 dee. I'm trying to figure out which. You read that part. Read that part. Yeah. I love that we have I, this too, by the way. This is I like know. so much easier to just navigate an attraction. <laughs> don't have fun and don't chase dreams. <laughs> Well, I mean, his dad chases his dream. He wants a he wants a boy, like he wants a son, you know. Not just any boy, a real boy. A real boy. Mm -hmm. He does does come true, you know. And Pinocchio becomes a real boy eventually. He gets his life together. I well, I mean, I think there there you do need a blue fairy. So whoever is saying you should chase your dreams, yes, but keep a blue fairy nearby, because you're gonna need a wish. Yeah, and a and a wishing star too. So you know, and you just Jimmy. need that. You need a talking cricket. There's a lot of stuff you need. Uh, so, which I mean is true about a lot of things that you want to succeed in life. You're gonna need to start collecting these things. So you know, find your own. <laughs> I you know what though? I do it, feel like, like an egg. Don't you feel like we all have some elements of these things though? That people that like help us along the way. You know, don't we all have our own blue fairy yes. or Jiminy cricket? We really, and I think you need them. I think you can't just go, I think it's really easy for us to think we can just kind of go through life on our own and we mm. don't really need anybody else to do what we do. But I think that there's so much value lost in the community when you have other people. <laughs> people are really um, necessary, I think, for a good life. And I mm -hmm. think that it's it's easy for us to write off relationships or when things get hard, just kind of check out or but that, I don't think that's what we're made to do. I think we're meant to lean into um, hard conversations to mend fences with people and, and really choose to, be, to come alongside others in their struggles and live life together. And so I feel like, you know, we need, we need Jiminy. We need Blue Fairy. Mm -hmm. Geppetto. We need them. Yeah. I think we all need uh, certain characters to help us move ourselves through our own storylines, you know? I definitely, uh, I married a bug, so, you know, Mel's definitely my Jiminy. She's always like, oh. <laughs> <Married> a bug? <laughs> is that nice? 
Why is it not nice? He's such a good character. He's like super he important. Is. He Thank you, Alessia, him. for that trick or treat bag. Ooh, so I'm gonna get so many cavities from that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, married a bug though. I don't know if I would like to hear that from Elliot. Yeah, I mean, does she really need to hear any of this? Luckily, she doesn't listen to it, so you know. It's tough to be a bug, isn't it, lady? You chose Thank this life. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat for Halloween. Um, yeah, no, I, I just think it's a. There's so many uh, life lessons in this movie, and it's not just like be a good person and make do the right thing. Like, that is like the very most obvious. Like, don't lie, mm. you know, that's yep. great moral lessons. Yeah. Um, be honest, have integrity, but there, it just goes so much deeper with the relationships and, you know, the, that like I said, like that longing that his, his dad feels for companionship, you know, for, for, for being a parent, for companionship. And it, I think it is, it does. And there's also makes us face our fears and um, they get into a hopeless situation inside a whale and they overcome that. So how do we, how do we get up when we were not feeling any hope at all? There's still hope there somewhere. You just got to go look for it. You got to find a solution and find a way out. So I've I've learned from watching Pinocchio that Geppetto really needs something to hold his socks up because it always bothers me because they're always down around the ground like on his ankles. <laughs> and I'm like, can somebody he's an inventor, a toy maker, like somebody get him something to hold his socks up or just get a new pair, bro. <laughs> I get it. You're an inventor. You got no time. But seriously. no time. No time. He's probably like no the time. kind of just wears the same outfit every day, right? Because you don't want to make waste time making decisions on what to wear. He just he was really the he, Geppetto. Honestly, was the Steve Jobs, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg of uh, toy making. Clearly, <laughs> uh, he always saved time. Didn't worry about his socks. Uh, <laughs> these are the dumb things that go in my head when I watch these things. I'm like. There was an animator who elected to go, you know what, this guy's kind of scatterbrained, but he's like, he's got a heart of gold, but his socks. Yeah, and they need work. But it's a, that is a personality soggy quirk. Soggy socks. Though. It's a personality quirk that they didn't have right? to put in there that they chose. They said, this guy's going to always have his socks falling down. That's, yeah. <laughs> and it's why we love these characters, because they have these like, like like vivid personalities that are quirky you know like that's i think that's what makes them relatable because we all have things like that that are just well i don't know about you you're not I, i'm like wow this doesn't sound anything like either of us so uh move along <laughs> move along let's not talk about those people you know he's a toy maker not a tailor it's <laughs> true he's not a tailor <laughs> he's not a tailor <laughs> no, that's not true though. That's not true. He's like a puppet tailor because he makes clothes for puppets and stuff. So like doesn't he, he make has made some... he carves things. Isn't he like well, a doesn't wood he, carver? Doesn't he have like on his clocks? Did he make all the clocks or no? What about the? the is there a jack in the box? Doesn't he make a jack in the box? Doesn't that I thing have clothes? I thought it was made out of carved out of stuff. My what about did he? Well, that. what about what about Pinocchio? Pinocchio has like pants on and stuff, and they're not just like painted on pants. He doesn't have paint pants, Kate. <laughs> He has real boy pants. Does he? Have, but are they? Are they wood? Are they wood? He's before? not. He's not wearing. Are they wood before wearing, he become? Before he's not wearing pants, wooden pants. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, he's a real boy with real pants. Hang on, let me look him up. I'm, I'm serious though. <laughs> he does this have is paint serious, pants in the beginning. That's what he Dad does. He does not says. have. He does See? not have paint. I am getting so frustrated. <laughs> he them. Maybe he when purchased is, them. Okay, yeah. hang on, hang on. Maybe he didn't make them, but did he make them out of wood? You're, I you're think saying, he painted you're saying he was... painted first. 
You're saying when the blue fairy, so this is post blue fairy or is this pre blue fairy? Cause it looks like he's pretty inanimate. Post? I don't I think, think that's there would be cut maybe. before he comes a wood boy. There's a lot of discussion happening. He has, oh, Katie can't say that on live. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that out loud. Woo. <laughs> and you said that's Katie, by the way, just, just letting you say you did say No, Katie. that wasn't me. I was saying Katie Moon said something. Oh, like, Katie yeah, Moon said something. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. No, I don't know. call myself Katie. Look, 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 look. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Dear everyone, paint pants, you're wrong because look, she is putting her little pixie dust on him right now. This is pre-pixie. He's a dead as a doornail sitting around non-paint pants. Those are real pants. I don't know. The shirt could be... What? What are you talking about? It's got sleeves. Look, the sleeves have an opening. When did you ever paint... Best conversation we've ever had. When did you ever paint sleeves? It's lederhosen. I am so, this, uh, this bothers me so much. Um, okay. Look, look, look. All right, ready? Look, remember when he dances with him? Look, that's a real bow tie. And he's, look, he's, sure paint, he's, he's painting him. Does it he's, move when he moves? He's painting him right now, and it's got holes in the sleeve. It is, I am so done with you right now. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's wearing <laughs> pants. He's wearing clothes. He's got the whole painted <laughs> like yeah, his face is his eyes are painted. Like he's literally Geppetto right now is painting his eyebrows on. So if you ever you know he's you want to see what threading looks clothes. like on a so on a doll, there it is. Are you sure they're not carved? Maybe it's carved. I don't carved, know. carved. You think this is carved? Okay. <laughs> okay, I uh -huh. said I had to go back and like look at uh -huh. it again because I just don't. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking with my own eyes. That's a carved hat? Okay. 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 Now, you're probably right. It probably looks like he put clothes on it, but I don't think he tailored them. I think he maybe purchased them. I doubt he sewed it. Just saying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was looking at some of this, like, Gustav Tengren work, and that kind of looks like he put clothes on him, too. So. Hmm. It's a carved feather. <laughs> it's carved everything. Okay, look. I don't know. He's clearly not. He is a puppet. Wearing clothes. That is a puppet wearing clothes. Are his what? pants? Oh my gosh, Kate, are you kidding me? I, I can't zoom this in any further. Are you kidding me? His pants? You're going to talk about his pants again? <laughs> okay. It's a real it's outfit. Probably, probably a real it's outfit. It's a real outfit. <laughs> I'll give you that. It probably okay. is. Pro I don't know about the hat. You can't... <laughs> you can't even... You. It probably... <laughs> That's the best. I okay. just messing with you. I'm going to watch this movie now and be like, oh. <laughs> but he's not a tailor. Let's just get that. We can agree on that, right? He's probably, he's not a tailor. He's a piece of yeah, I have to, you know what? toy maker. I have Harvard. to see, I have to see Wood whether or not worker. there's a lot of clothes on his toys before I can make that. I need to look at his toys more. <laughs> we need a so, like when Jiminy's like walking around, I need I need close-ups of every toy he's ever made, and has he made little? We need to see the little... scene with all of the clocks and the right. Wood. Like, we need right. that. I know. Are I'm, those I'm scrolling all for it, and I don't I don't see anything. That's, That's the helpful. Question. Yeah. <laughs> Dee, 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 dee. 
Everybody hates to agree with you, but it sounds like they're agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, Kate's so perfect all the time. She's never wrong. Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't say, I just said baby. I didn't say like for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Probably Kirk's lying. He's never right. But I think the question was, was the was no the, the qu question. the question was was he a tailor? Was he a tailor? Yeah, he's and not he's, a tailor. Geppetto yeah, is not a that's, tailor. That's fine. That's and it, fine. even his name has to do with with wood. Remember? Right. The, I do. I do. From last week, it's it's, it's diminutive of Jeppo, which is a t Tuscan pronunciation of Jeppo, meaning a log stump block or stump. A stub of wood, so wood, mm. and mm -hmm. and well, for that I mean, Pinocchio is also pine and I, Pino and Occhio, pine and I. So I mean, it logic would say that he would be fully made of wood, but I will give it to you. He probably is wearing clothes, probably. Like <laughs> it's the worst word ever. <laughs> I, I'm looking back. The only thing I have is when he turns into like a real boy. Uh, there's a scene. It, I'm, I'm just not finding stills here, but there are some puppets in the back that are wearing clothes. But then there is a lot of. So this guy over here, he's clearly all wood carved. But then these two marionettes look like they have actual like draped clothing because that um, that looks like it's slung over fabric. But then there's there's lots of wood carvings. There's a cow. There's yeah. a ship all the way over here. Most of it's made Clocks. out of wood, I think. Yeah, most of it's made out of wood. Like, except for this dude. Wait, who is that? What is that thing? Oh, I need to rewatch this movie now. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. What is that I have, thing? Okay, so maybe he's not a sock tailor. See if any of the puppets have socks. <laughs> so soggy real. socks? Are they soggy socks? Because... Okay, Katie Moon just watched it. She said the clothes do look real, but they don't move when he dances. Okay, well, that seems to be an animation problem, not a uh, if the clothes are real problem. <laughs> like an early animation problem. This was animated. Yeah, I mean, early. they... 1940 was a long time ago. I, I were, swear, Katie, water. Katie, if the clothes, if I watch it tonight and the clothes move, Katie, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on Discord, Katie Moon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow, that was a, that was a great rabbit trail. Just saying. All Geppetto socks. Mm. Yep. <laughs> it's real clothes, so, yeah. you know, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I guess this this is everybody's homework assignment <laughs> is to go and watch... His clothes are moving. His feather's moving in his hat. <laughs> See, Hang on. I found well, a gif. Feather, well, his feather's not the same as clothes. Yeah, He's I, I don't know. Painted I, on his, his clothes are moving right carved. now. They are or moving and meal. kicking cats. They're kicking cat clothes. <laughs> It's terrible scene. It's the only thing I got right now. Hang on, hang on. Is this one, is this moving around? Is it though? The feather's moving, but the clothes aren't. The clothes move right here. Look, when he lays flat, this part lays flat. And same with his bow. See his bow laying flat? It gets all crumpled. And look, there's a fold, there's a fold on this back right leg pant. Okay, Why am I doing with my life? All right, I'm done. I'm done. I this I see the like, fold. The pants are very, coming off his legs. It's true. This, it looks this like is, his legs This are is how my brain looks pants. right now. This is my brain right now. And all I hear is probably, 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 probably painted. Meh. <laughs> <laughs>
la 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 Kirk, Kirk, I wish you were going to be there in November to, to, oh, dude. to ride this ride. At some, at some point, you know that all that stuff will happen, and we're going to have I a know. blast. I mean, it, this stuff is, Whew. this this real-life Distry stuff should happen too. Like where we film actual episodes of Distry in the parks, pointing out things beyond. I, I love that we do this because this is such a fun format that's informal. It also lends itself really well to podcasts. But doing like a more formalized YouTube ish style video would be exceptional because not a lot of people do it. There's very little history about the parks done. And most of what it is is like, did you know that the castle doesn't have bricks? And you're like, oh, yeah. oh okay. I know, I know. You know, I was like, like if we I got... start making content like that, I'm like, just stop. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> you have to tell me to stop. All of you tell me to stop if I start making content. Like, did you know that? You know? If, you make a, if you make a video about the castle not having bricks, I will just shut down your TikTok. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> just report I'll it press the button away. and be like, <laughs> not interested. And I'll just do it from a million accounts. <laughs> I promise. I solemnly swear I will never do that to you guys. <clears throat> oh, see, yeah. everyone's like, he forgets that Kate only trusts primary sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like, I'm, I'm, I am a classically trained historian. I have a I bachelor's. I, I, I have a bachelor's in arts in history. Trust me. But the I film get is, yeah, yeah. You, what okay. the film is? What the film is? No, what the film is. Film is legit. legit the film source. is a primary source. What yeah. are we talking about here? <laughs> that's what I. That's the end of my sentence. I didn't finish. It's okay, a, it's a right. legit primary source. But okay. yes. <laughs> Thank you for the support, everyone. I appreciate that. I yeah. It's probably not painted. Kristen <laughs> <laughs> just wrote. Uh, Sue's right. I got no strings on me. <laughs> I got no clothes to hold me down. They're painted on. Don't make me frown. Probably yes. they're painted on. Carve me some clothes. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So he he needs new socks because the socks fall down, and he's getting. But he's getting clothes from somewhere. Then, if they're mm -hmm. on the toys, he's getting clothes from somewhere. Where does he get his clothes from? The local tailor. You know what always got me is how how come Lady Love who sews for him. Well, I mean, listen, they, he does have, hang on, they do have that German, uh, oh, yeah, never mind. Uh, you know what gets my gruff is the old school, like, using a belt to put around books and give him an apple, like, to go to school. Yeah. What, is, what book is he giving him? Like, what's the book about? And can he even read? I don't know if he can <laughs> read. I gotta question. go back. Maybe, maybe it's a book to teach him to read. Oh, oh great, <laughs> great. Yeah, that's a great book. <laughs> Uh, I can't read this, so therefore I'll never learn how to read in a well, I can't like read early, book. Like in early primer, you know? Like they had yeah. primers. He yeah. needs... There's like speed racing going on outside. <laughs> the uh, He needs one of those like tracing books where like he just traces all the letters and goes, I don't know what this is, but I'm rubbing my finger on it because I can't read. I don't even have eyes. They're wooden. Can't see through the paint. Well, and then he wouldn't eat either, right? Why would he need that? Is apple for the mm -hmm. teacher? Mm -hmm. Apples for the teacher. Right? Apples for the teacher. He wouldn't. He wouldn't need lunch. Which uh, <laughs> like, fun? Fun fact: Apple a day, keep the doctor away. What they were actually referring to is from colonial times, and they were talking about hard cider. So it gets lost I in heard translation. That on your live the other but yeah, day. yeah, yeah. 
apple a day mm. keep the doctor away. Drink those. Maybe he has a and partner who makes clothes. It was because the uh, the hard cider that they made in colonial times and in England as well was called scrumpy, and it had a lot, a lot. It was like from the first and second pressings of apples, which is super, super dark brown. And it had lots of bits in it too, so it's hearty, hearty bits. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> it's really good. There's some really, there's some really good like funky scrumpy ciders that you can get from uh, from England that are awesome. Like American ciders are really unique and different. They. Uh, they have all these different characteristics from the apples. They're not just like sweet. They're like sharps and bitter sharps and bitter sweets and all this other fun stuff. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> was, woo, this has been a wild ride through the, the we didn't even get on in the, into the ride. We just No, we did kind of. We went, yeah, we went through. We, we went, went to the first it, scene, touch. scene yeah. one. Scene one. Police theater. Scene one, argue with Kate for an hour. So that was fun. <laughs> No, honestly, this is this is this is a good. This is a great ride. This is a fun conversation, and I will openly, honestly say, I knew nothing. I know more than nothing now, but it is really, really fun to research things that I'm not familiar with. Mm -hmm. I have more fun researching things that I have no commonality with. I've never ridden before, besides like once on this. So this is just. I'm glad you. I mean, this is your home, but for me, it's it's like it's fun to do something completely like maybe we should do one that's overseas where we neither of us have done it, so it'll be like completely foreign to us. Yeah, yeah, that would be really fun. We'd have to do probably one in the one of the Asian parks. Yeah, um, Shanghai, yeah. Hong Kong, because I've been to Paris or so. Tokyo. Yeah, but it's been a long time since I've been in Paris. I wouldn't mm -hmm. mind researching more about Paris just because I'm gonna go there next year. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, so this was interesting. So next time, what we'll do um, is we'll actually go into some of the scenes, and we'll see how mm -hmm. far we get. We'll just we'll you know play it by ear as we do here on Distory because we don't want to rush through rides when we might have a lot. We of don't do it anymore. We did it once. Once. We will never do it again. And it was, by the way, it was such a cute episode because we both had fun like pirates outfits on. Like we really That's got fun. into it. That was episode one. And, uh, and and we ru we ruined pirates. We did it in two and a half hours, and it was not enough. It bothers me. It was me not so enough, much. but it does have a lot of great great facts in it. It's actually our oh. most listened to podcast because that's number one, lady. That's why they just go like, oh, it's history. They don't. It's not. Well, I mean, pirates is popular too. It's pirates hard for somebody. It's hard for somebody because like we don't synthesize things into small, neat packages. So. If you want the long tail, that's what we're all about. We're yes. not here to Highly give you detailed. the cliff notes, spark notes. We are here to give you the innocuous. We are here to give you the long-winded. We are here to entertain, educate <laughs> the in the longest way possible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's delicious. Let me grab one of those bananas. <clears throat> It's true, though, Thank you, because we're so fascinated with the details that people have not talked about before. We're not interested in just like, this is what you can look up on Wikipedia and get like these five facts about this. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, Ooh, look at you. A fancy one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're interested in like the really niche, um, obscure, highly detailed, because that's what 
I think we're trying to give the Imagineers justice then for they thought about all these things. So maybe let's think about them too. And why did they put them as an intentional, there's intentionality behind the design that I think that a lot of people don't quite get that deep into. And that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. I I don't, I don't think our, uh, to be just frank and honest, I don't think this podcast is really for the majority of folks, but the folks that, cause like, if you think about our live streams, right? Like you hit hundreds of people when you're live streaming in the parks. I hit hundreds of people when we're live streaming in the parks here. It's a much more like condensed, but the condensed, they get it. So everybody who is here, I just want to say you guys get it. And we really love you because, you know, otherwise it would just be Kate and I talking about it, which we would do anyway. Yeah, we're happy that we found you guys, (laughs) which would happen and has happened and will not be the first puppet uh textile conversation we'll have more puppet textile talk I know. another episode it's gonna be fascinating to see what happens with the rest of this this attraction because we haven't really talked about this one at all because it's not one we've like have ridden together it's no. not in disney world Mm-mm. so like we haven't talked about this much so it'll be an mm-hmm. interesting interesting <laughs> if the discord yeah. isn't flooded with clothes and puppets i'm gonna be sad it's we're gonna continue this discussion i uh i'm well listen i feel like i enough with the gif but katie moon i will find a scene and when i find that scene i will tag both you in it and you can leave me alone there's a real there might even be a no there's not gonna be that never mind i don't want to say what i was gonna say closing puppets it can get weird put it that way yeah yeah mm, yes mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so um Yep. Yeah, so next time we'll, we'll move into the ride and we'll talk about all the different scenes and, and I'm sure find something Ugh. else to argue about. It'll be great. <laughs> next episode. Can you do um, me a favor? Because I have to buy your clothes anyway. Uh, but, you know, because Karen is being so awesome. Like, maybe make a shirt that says probably. And, probably. And, and then I'll wear it and I'll hate myself for it, but I'll wear it. Probably. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> probably will. Speaking of which, I do have um, this. Talk about it. Today. What do you got? What yeah, do you got? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it looks so good. Uh, oh, I love it. I love it. I got to order mine. It came out really well. Yeah. It looks so good. Well, well, well. Are they on? D- or are they not on? Don't order anything yet. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it is on. It is on the thing. Everybody else okay. can order them. You don't. But everybody else, it's at DisneySisterRoom.com. I was was waiting because you were still working on that. So I was waiting for that one to come out. And then I was going to buy my Distortion shirt. So for those of you who missed the Tiki Room episode, this is like one of the original names they were throwing around for the Tiki Room. So it's Enchanted Tiki and Bird Room (laughs) featuring Disney's Legends of the Enchanted Tiki Show. Um, so it was a very long name and then it features our little one, the Barker bird at the top and a Dole Whip because we talked about the history of the Dole Whip. So this is all tied into our series on the Tiki Room. So. Dude, I want to like go to Disneyland so bad right now. Like this, uh, honestly, I, I'm going to be like, all right, Ellie, I, first of all, I can't afford tickets, Ellie. So you got to come out there with me. So we got to find really cheap flights and I need you to get me in. Or you know what? My friend Carrie works there. I'll be like, yo, Carrie, I need to get in. <laughs> I wonder how I wonder how expensive it really is to fly out there. I bet if I find some weird flight that's cheap, I'm sure I can fly out on a Tuesday, come back on a you know whatever something weird that nobody flies on, you know, and they'll just strap me to yeah. the wing for like forty bucks. I just gotta hang on with my talons. 
like spirit frontier like <laughs> i i don't mind well budget, uh, that's, that's that is a long that is a long frontier flight because they are those <clears throat> seats they are yeah, no. not good well and they're real they're not as cheap as they seem either because they're they jack up the price for everything no you don't you just you literally just pack nothing I lounge fly that. with nothing <laughs> You get you I get can't. packing packing cubes, <laughs> and you put your packing cube into your full size lounge fly. You stuff it in. You leave some room for souvenirs. You should see me though. They they totally. First of all, here's two fun facts. You want some tips? Here's some non-approved Mom Street USA tips for uh, when you're riding low cost carriers. You can stuff stuff in the sides and hang things off of your bag, and that counts oh, that. still as your bag. And the other thing is, oh. Oh, I'm wearing a big hoodie. I'm just really big. I don't have nothing underneath. <laughs> I have also shamelessly had a bag underneath my um, my extra large hoodie before. Or layers. You wear layers. Put all your layers on. Just oh yeah, that's on. true. That's true. Just yeah. like wear the clothes, wear, wear everything. Like three pairs of shorts under two pairs just of pants. Tie, I've just done tie that. all yes. of your pants to your your head Not and recently. be like, that's my uh, that's my headwear. So we did that not... when I flew Ryanair, uh, which is pretty much like Spirit and Frontier. I flew Ryanair when we were in Europe and we had like no money because I couldn't get a job and Elliot was just living off of his like grant money. So we we just flew everywhere around Europe for like 20 euro. But it, to check a bag was like 50 euro. We're oh, like, yeah. You can't. can't you so, can't do so that. We yeah. did a tiny little backpack that mm -hmm. fit in the dimensions. And then we like wore all our clothes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have traveled light. I don't do it anymore. I'm like, no. I, yeah. Mel, I mean, that's what Mel and I did like crazy. And we went all over the country doing that. And like we were flying for like 20 bucks here and there. So it's it's totally easy to do. And yeah. honestly, sometimes it's cheaper to uh, to ship things back too via like Disney's like merchandise shipping versus like bringing souvenirs and stuff back too. So but it depends. Yeah. All depends. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can find really cheap flights. So. Yeah, I found this this one down to Disney, like, because I was like, I got to find a cheap one. I had enough miles to get my flight down for free. And then I went on a different carrier carrier on the way back. But all my flights are like three layovers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so going to be an adventure. I'll have a lot of time to read and write. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? It's a, where, where are you going? You know what I mean? Like, what? who cares? And if you're lucky, yeah. maybe some of it will get like beat up so like they'll like have to bump you and you're like oh yep i'll take it yeah you know yeah. you yeah. can make some money yeah if you if you have the time and it's not if i'm not traveling with my kids i'm always like yeah let's do it that's <laughs> what i mean like you know yeah. where, where you gotta go where you gotta go um Rhonda, so i'm going to disneyland in november um i'm going to be there the 14th through the 18th of november um i'm going to do I think it's the 15th. I'm going to do a 1955 challenge day. So I'm going to live like it's 1955 in Disneyland and only ride and eat and see things that existed in 1955 and try to ignore the rest of it. And we'll show some vintage uh, menus and um, some of the sites that were there. And we'll just kind of visit some of the sites of things that used to be there as well. So 1955, I'll be live, um, not in 1955, on November, I think it's November 15th. It's a Tuesday. I have to look up the date. Um, but that week in November, on Tuesday, I'll be going live all day. And you can live like 1955 in Disneyland. It'll be really fun to talk history. And then in January, I will be back in Disney World. I booked my trip. So I'll be back um, 
I leave the, uh, the 15th to the 21st. I'll be there like a whole week. So prepare to be sick of me. <laughs> It'll be great. Great. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, Kirk's. Good to see you. <laughs> a week. Why not two? <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I recognize the last time I was there. I need enough time to not only like have some time to sit down and write and and do kind of like be just in my headspace there, but also do a little bit of live streaming and also get a lot of content. So I just need enough time to do all of that. And it wasn't I was just killing myself trying to do it in like four days. So I just and I got to take you to Trader Sam's. We got to chalk that one off. Yes, we got to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Allie, you're going to be there, too. Yay. That's mm -hmm. exciting. This is going to be awesome, yeah, probably. Trader Sam's. I was going to ask you about Trader Sam's. We got to do that because, I, yeah. yeah, I need to go. I need That's to go. on there. Especially though I've been in the one at Disneyland. So, um, yeah, so really exciting, exciting to go back to the parks. I miss it. So. I really like your idea of the 1955. That's very fun. Yeah, we might have to, you know, do something similar in Disney World. 19, like it's 1971. 1971. Mm-hmm. 2000 zero, zero party over it's out of time so tonight we're gonna party like it's 19 55 and 71 71 i was like which one are we gonna do oh both because we it's side <laughs> by side yes oh my gosh mm -hmm. be so fun yeah ali i would love to see you yeah um and i do have do you mind if i just mention my giveaway real quick I would hate if you if you talk about your business, you're not allowed to promote, you're not allowed to do any of these things. Dude, yes, please, please. What are we giving away? What are you giving away? Uh, this one, um, let me make sure you guys can see it right. Um, so this is a book by National Geographic. There's 100 Disney Adventures of a Lifetime, Magical Adventure Experiences from Around the World. And it's by one of my favorite authors, Marcy Creeker Smothers. And she... Um, did a book called Eat Like Walt, and she also did one, Walt's Disneyland, I think is what it's called. She this is amazing. Really, Such a really, cool book. It's so great. And let's just and talk about how amazing Kate is for even getting access to this. Like, you are, like, Miss Nat Geo now. I love it. I'm so proud of you. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what? What is my life? But it's great because it, it does, it really has not only, like, beautiful photos and stuff but usually these books like I'm like oh that's a nice like coffee table book and I'm like eh, you know it's it's nice but I don't want to read it this one actually has a lot of really kind of more obscure details and stories um, from around the world Disney things that are around the world and they even tie back a lot of the um, like the National Geographic things I don't know what that is <laughs> yeah I was like, <laughs> I was like okay what do you show it's a, st it's a statue promise was it's that painted Hans on <laughs> Oh, it's an ode to Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tale, The Little Mermaid. Um, statue honors the Danish. So it's in, it's somewhere. See, I told you, it's like stuff around the world that inspired the Disney parks, which I'm like, I'm always saying everything ties back to Disney, right? Well, this book is pretty much like the proof of that. So <laughs> really wonderful stories, beautifully bound um, book. And so I'm giving away two of these. Um, next week right before distory i'll go live and do a little giveaway time um so i'm giving away two to two lucky winners and all the information on it is on my instagram channel so there's a link in my bio or just on my um, little instagram icon look for the post that has this book on it and That's enter to win yeah yeah uh, you got yeah. it you got to go to disney cicerone on insta i just tried to pin it 
jack, but it won't pin on here. It's so weird. I don't know why that... Can you pin on your side? I don't think we can pin because we're doing, like, oh, yeah, co-hosting no. on here. Normally you can. But, yeah. No. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's on my Instagram. Get your copy. It'll be... Yeah, it's going to be... I'm so excited to be able to give away two of these. And it's really nice to own it, too. I've been reading it the last week, and it's been great. So I did make a TikTok about some of the stuff that's in it, just to, um, you can see a few of the things. I just love that, like, Nat Geo is like, you know what? I don't know who else to talk to. There's only one person to talk to. Get Kate on the line. It's so weird, because it's, like, them and Universal Music, too. It's, like, the people that reach out to me, and I'm just, like, it's it. I thought it would be like small brands that reach out to me, but it's like these giant ones. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not a huge creator. I'm not like a million followers person. So, but I don't know. Just me. It's just little old me. Not a huge creator. Please. I don't Please. think of myself that way. But I know you don't. I know you don't. But, no. you know, you're spreading a lot of Disney joy to a lot of people and you're very factual and uh, you're not cuckoo for cocoa buffs because you know, that exists quite a bit <laughs> not too. yet maybe more of these conversations with you i might get there <laughs> well if there's any chance of me being somewhat as smart as you i will probably have to work on your mental state and psyche to get there so <laughs> this is my slow Thank my you slow process just you. like a little like uh like a sculptor i'll just chip away at you like a, a glacier carving into the yeah. <laughs> landscape i am the yeah. I was gonna For say once, I, Kirk is saying the right things. Kirk is amazing. Oh, yeah, thank you, Katie Moon. That's so sweet. You guys are so sweet. Everybody mm -hmm. saying some sweet things. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, you, you deserve guys. it. You deserve it. I um, can't believe I'm gonna go in Walt's apartment too. I'm so blown away. I cannot wait to tell Elliot. Bring your robe. Bring your OJ because it's going down. And you get to have juice on the back veranda. That's friend. what I'm saying. Like that's I'm what just, I'm saying. I'm just. <laughs> it's lovely. I dreamed about that. I'm just so excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Pocket Fam is your blue fairy. Yeah, they really are. Making my <laughs> wish come true. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you're like my Jiminy Cricket, but I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> my, Why? My there's something, there's, there, who, me or Pocket Fam? Yeah, you. you. Me? <laughs> I'm your conscience. Like like, I was like, I do it, Kate. True. Do it. It's cool. Everyone will think it's great. It's not true. I, we actually have very, uh, like, very helpful, pointed conversations about just what we're doing. Yeah, I think so. there's some truth in that. Yeah. You need to have your head needs to be more egg shaped, though. So work. Ah. Uh, all right, Kirk can we end honest, this? John. Can we can yes. we uh, can we end this please cuz I am I am done. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> well, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of Distory and for putting up for with our crazy selves. Um, we really appreciate all of you guys hanging out with us and talking about Pinocchio amongst other things and joining in the debate with us. That's it's just so much fun to get to chat about these things together and um, thank you so, so much, everyone, for um, allowing me to go to Walt's apartment. What a wonderful surprise gift. I, I don't even know. I don't have words for how amazing that is. And I'm so excited to share 
my experience about that with you, um, even after the fact. So, um, yeah, <laughs> no, Gary, I didn't see that. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so I'm trying to end this, but I can't think of all the things. So as I'm thinking about Walt's apartment now, I'm like mentally in Walt's apartment. That's where I'm, <laughs> um, let me think. So all the things, if you would love to have more conversations about if the pants are real or not on Pinocchio, you can join us on Discord, um, the Walrus Carp Discord, which is in the link in both of our bios. Um, we'd love to see you there and chat more. And if you have any more questions about Disney history. That history channel is about to get red hot in like <laughs> 20 minutes. It's going to be blazing. It sure is. Liar, good. liar, pants on fire, <laughs> which... Both wooden and clothing pants can burn, so technically correct. Oh, uh, I think did I miss anything? Help me out. Uh, I don't know. Follow uh, Kate at Disney Cicerone on all socials, including uh, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you uh, join on Instagram so you can win a chance to to grab that amazing Nat Geo book about Disney history. And then uh, if you're looking for any of the books or primary source documents, especially that Kate uses, she has an Amazon wish list. Her link is in her bio as well. And then, of course, you can head to DisneySisterone.com to grab some of the either Distorian shirt or uh, your awesome Tiki Room extended name T-shirt that just dropped. Uh, pretty, pretty sweet. So. Yeah, and also um, for any of my subscribers as well, there is I Speak Fluent Distory stickers that are free for you guys. It's in my subscriber notes is how to get that on DisneySisterOne.com. And we also have our shirts available as well for, for Distory. And Kirk also has amazing theme park clothing. It's not just snack themed anymore. It's really like just niche, amazing things you would not just see on Amazon or anywhere, you know, and your new sunglasses are so great. I don't know if you have one handy. I don't have one of the new I, uh, I've actually, this is a, the new prototype. They're invisible. So they are really, really <laughs> sharp. I mean, it's been hard to see, but uh, you, I hope you like them. They're great. Yeah, no, they're, they've been the, the reception and I'm so happy to have the new shades. They look great. So yeah, check us out at walruscarp.com spot for the latest hacks, snacks and fun facts. And of course, uh, niche, interesting, fun, make your cast members and really geeky uh, Disney friends laugh because if you're a true fan of the parks, then you'll get our clothes. If you don't, beat it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No. Beat it. <laughs> don't beat it. Yeah. No. Yeah, don't. <clears throat> well, thank you everybody for joining us. This was so much fun and I love laughing with all of you so thank you for uh, being here and supporting us we really appreciate it so so much and you guys really do make the show what it is so um this will be of course on podcast form if you'd like to listen or if you missed part of it and also on youtube and walrus carp um this is for for the podcast it is distory with kate and kirk is what you want to search for and yeah i think i think that's it i think we did all the things although we didn't really do much of the ride but we did <laughs> Did all the things. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, everybody. See you guys. Good night.